Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Stand by lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Pretend World's Real People, everybody. This is the new year, right? Yeah. Is First episode of the already? new year. It is 2021. Oh, uh, everything has gotten better. COVID went away at midnight. Uh, we all got huge stimulus checks. 20 grand. 20 grand. Yep. Um, <laughs> it makes up for everything bad you've ever done. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the new year. Yay! Um, we are your hosts. I'm Tyler. And I'm Stephanie. And we are Pretend World's Real People, a podcast that allows us to sit down with fellow arts workers to talk about their careers, their experiences, and uh, where they'd like to go. So yeah. who do we have uh, this week? This week, we have um, a lovely woman who I had the pleasure of working with a couple years ago on Matilda the Musical in... Uh, at the Fine Arts Center in Colorado Springs. Uh, this is Melissa Zaremba. As a, she is our choreographer. Hi, hi, hello, hello. How's it going? It's good. Yeah, yeah. Hearing you guys in, you know, introduce the the first episode of the new season, I was thinking, geez, no pressure. Like I know, right? Exactly. Better make good. What are you gonna do with your twenty grand? No, jeez. <laughs> Oh take man! A whenever we can. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh man. Um. So, tell us a little bit about you and what you do and who you are. Oh boy. I know. Yeah. No. No. Big question. Um. Let's see. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Still figuring um, that one out. That's okay. Yeah, Most of us are. <laughs> you can think yeah. about this. Totally. No, as you said, um, my name is Melissa. <laughs> um, I, uh, I am a professional dancer uh, turned choreographer and director. Mm -hmm. um, I performed for many, many years and then uh, sort of had a natural progression to the other side of the table, if you will. Yep. Um, and so I, uh, yeah, I moved back to Colorado. I, I grew up here partially. Okay. Um, middle we moved to Colorado Springs when I was going into fifth grade so I went fifth through twelfth in Colorado Springs and then uh left you know went performed did things mm -hmm. other places um and just relocated back here uh I guess this March will be about three years so oh, wow. okay nice. yeah awesome. so I still consider myself a recently moved yeah. back person but, yeah yeah but yeah so that's that's my general general story I love it are you are you missing you know, the, the coast or performing. Yeah. I mean, I miss aspects for sure. I lived yeah. in Chicago for most mm. of my years away. Um, and so I do, I, I don't miss the weather mm -hmm. winter, especially Whew. I, I lived there through both the polar vortexes. Oh yeah. Oh, no uh, oh yeah. That sounds horrible. So blew out tires, you know, just trying to get out wow. of Oh yeah. So winter, I do not miss Chicago, but I do miss very much the the deep dish pizza. Luna sure. is my favorite. Um, I miss the lake, you know, seeing mm -hmm. water, like a big body of water. Yeah. Like here in Colorado, it's a little dry. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but overall, I, I mean, you can't really beat Colorado's sunshine uh, and 
no. you know, the mountains are gorgeous. And so I feel like I just trade it, you know, yeah. we trade things totally. <laughs> and I miss uh, the people. <laughs> so give us a little bit about your journey from, um, youth till where you are now. What, what are the steps you took to get to where you, to this place where you are here, <laughs> planet Earth. Were there breakdance battles? <laughs> or... Yeah, so many steps. There were yeah. so many steps. Um, Lordy. Um, I mean, the literal, the literal beginning was mm-hmm. like, and and we're gonna gloss over like huge chapters, but sure. like my parents put me in dance originally because I had a hip issue actually when I was oh. born. Yeah. And so I couldn't walk properly. My hips were inverted. And so the doctors, I think it was like two and a half, maybe, uh, gave my parents two options, which were like break every bone, hips down and reset it with pins. Uh Um, Or like put me in ballet and see if like, because my my little body was still forming, if it would help me learn, you know, how to train my muscles and like the growth of my body to walk straight. So- so they were like, well, let's try option B first, yeah. <laughs> which I'm grateful for. Um, and so I, that's how I kind of got into ballet initially. And then, um, you know, they just didn't realize at the time, of course, that that would be like the mm-hmm. thing that I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I danced all growing up, um, all throughout my whole life competed, um, danced in Colorado Springs, uh, with spring city ballet, um, you know, did nutcrackers when Tulsa ballet would come through, I would audition every year. Uh And, you know, um, so a lot of the things that, you know, dancers are doing, I just was probably like in the studio, a good, I don't even know how many hours a week, but pretty Mm -hmm. much every night for a few hours and then Saturdays. Wow. Yeah. So it was a lot. And then, um, went to college for dance at Oklahoma city university. Okay. Um, which was awesome. And I chose it because at the time it was the only dance program that was geared more towards, um, preparing dancers for a career in musical theater. Oh, okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. And so, and I was a Jack of all trades dancers. Like I desperately wanted to be a prima ballerina, but clearly the hips and other things like never going to have the turnout and stuff, you know? Right. So while I was, you know, very heavily training in ballet, I very quickly realized like my, my like trump card was the jack of all trades card, mm-hmm. which was like, I loved all styles. I liked to do all styles and I was actually best at tapping probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I chose a school that I knew would train me in all styles, which That's at the awesome. time OCU was pretty much the only one that gave you jazz tap ballet every, every semester and also allowed you uh, voice lessons. And, okay. okay. I was just you know, going to ask. Yep. Nice. Um, because yeah, I mean, you know, you can be a dancer in musical theater, but you're not going to do anything unless you can right. actually sing a, at least right. a bit, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that was, you know, um, how I prepared for, you know, my career, I guess. And then from there, it just kind of like was your typical story of you, you start somewhere and then you just keep going mm-hmm. thing to thing. So I, I actually started on a boat. <laughs> okay. Doing a cruise. Yeah. Doing a cruise. Love it. Yeah. Were you in, were you just like a showgirl dancer or were you in like one of the cruise productions or whatever that they do? Yeah. So I was, it was cruise productions. I worked for Holland America. Okay. So each ship, you know, they're all a little different with how they do their shows. And now they've progressed to like 
um, I want to say Norwegian, I forget which boat has like full musicals on it, like wow. doing production yeah. of right. Chicago or a production of Hairspray or um, at the time, ours were just all like, um, like we had our Broadway review show and I think mm-hmm. it was called Showstoppers or something. <laughs> um, so it was like, you know, greatest hits of. Um, right, right. But yeah, so we had like four different shows and I spent um, six months on the boat. I actually got on right after uh, 2011. So okay. it was a odd time to be yeah. <laughs> uh, in international waters, uh, so to speak. But, but yeah, it was great. It was a great way to save money, um, uh-huh. which, you know, was the goal. So I kind of left college thinking like, what job can I get where I don't have to pay living expenses and cruise ships are great for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, how was it living on, on the boat? Uh, I haven't talked to a lot of people yeah. who worked on cruise yeah. ships. Like what, what's that standard of living like when you, you're working Oh my on gosh. And it's so window. funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it varies again, like ship to ship on, on mine, um, with Holland America, we, I shared a crew cabin with another, uh, dance ensemble member of the show, another cast member. And so, you know, we had, a tiny little crew cabin with bunk beds. Um, we alternated who had top because oh, that's I'm, funny. <laughs> yep. you know, we both definitely rolled off at different points because it's a little wavy, you wow. know. Wow, that's yeah. hilarious. Oh, it is. It's so funny when I think back on like just that whole time period. But um, you know, at that point, like there was really like, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, you know. I'm not that old, but I'm also not that young. So mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> but I'm thinking about how like we like it was all email uh-huh. and like you had to buy internet cards and like because you're at sea, so it's through the satellite and like so like communication was pretty minimal on sea yeah. day. Um, and yeah, I we I mean it was it was really interesting. I remember, I mean for me especially as a performer, the hardest part initially was when you're rehearsing, like you've been, we rehearsed in LA. So you finish your rehearsals in LA. Um, and then we flew to our ship, which happened to be up in Canada to mm-hmm. pick it up. Mm-hmm. We traded casts there. Interesting. Um, yeah. Because they had just finished um, doing like a six months of Alaskan cruises. And then we were taking over that ship to be the uh, we were Mexico, Riviera, and oh, Hawaii. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Not, not a bad gig. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So we, uh, we picked up the boat and I remember the, the first day, I think all of us threw up at some point because <laughs> 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 you're not used to yeah. like turning on a moving surface. Sure. So, like as a dancer, you know, when you're doing like pirouettes or partnering, like, or anything, I mean, you are just, you're on a moving stage. Yeah. So like, and you can't always predict it. So it was a really like, I remember like all of us were just taking seasickness pills, like yeah. going out of style. Oh man. You started betting with them or like trading yeah. them for. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So we all felt real sick for the first like wow. week of adjusting and then, and then you get used to it, right. but, but yeah, the, the shows were fun. Um, you know, ship life is ship life. It's crazy, but fun. Like there's cool things you get to do. Um, we were all in charge of life rafts. So that was fun. I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> did you ever did anything, uh, out of the ordinary ever happen while you were on your cruise and like, uh, where you had to kind of step outside yeah. of your 
your job as dancer. Oh yeah. Like what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So the, <laughs> we went through on a Hawaiian cruise. There was one that we had, we went through a typhoon. <gasps> and yeah. So we're talking like, I don't know. I want to say they told us at the time that we were going, the ship was rolling up and over like 30 foot waves. Um, and so what was happening was <laughs> we had, it was one of our ports. I, I believe it was Lahaina Maui, maybe that sounds right. Uh -huh. Um, where you have what's called tender boats. So the, the ship stays in place, it drops its anchor. And then these little tender boats, um, take passengers from the ship to the land and then yeah. back when it's the end of the day. Okay. Right. Okay. So me and the cast, we were all, um, on land all day and we had to get back to the ship. And we were the last tender boat that they let go before they just stopped oh, anyone trying. Oh, my goodness. Um, but we're talking like full on. I felt like I was in the movie A Perfect Storm where like yeah. the tender boats are open on both sides. We were legit hanging on with waves crashing through the boat. Um, and then like the way the tender boats normally work is they just pull up to the open mm -hmm. you know, door on the boat and you just like take a couple steps and get mm -hmm. out. Well, the boat and the tender <laughs> were, were doing like opposite up and downs. Oh so my we goodness. Were legit timing it where like other cast members would be helping each other and be like, okay, one, two, three. Oh, missed the door. Hang on. Yeah. on. Cause you were having to jump off the tender boat onto the ship. Like oh, right when you were hitting the Lord. open door. Yeah. Um, and try to just aim yourself at the floor. And so of course, they're like, well, we'll let the cast try this. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my Lord. We all made it and it was fine. But like, I've never been, I don't think, as scared as that. And like, you know, as the ship's dragging the anchor, it's also tipping. So like, right. you know, you hear things legit, like falling off and Ugh. like the boat's just going sideways, sideways, sideways. And you're like, oh, my God, are we going to flip over? And yeah. then it'll just like bing, like right itself and like. So that, that was the most unusual thing that occurred while on the cruise ship for sure. Um, <laughs> and it made for great stories later, yeah. um, you know, and yeah, we all but live to tell the tale. That's crazy. But yeah. Did you was, ever have to like, in that scenario, were you then also deployed to like calm passengers down or do any, like how, how did you guys have to interact with them? That's a good I mean, we were, so the cast has special privileges. Okay. I don't know if this is the same on every boat. I think it probably is, but because you're performers and you don't have a lot of the other side duties, um, you're usually allowed, like they like for the cast to go mm -hmm. up to, for us, it was called the crow's nest, which is like the, the bar that's at the bar slash dance club that's in the oh, top okay. of the boat. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of like hang out and they knew we would of course get on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. So it encourages passengers. And mm -hmm. so we, I remember them being like, you know, you guys should just kind of walk about and hang out. But we were all just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Um, but we did, I remember like, you know, we would walk around and hang out. We also were in charge of my favorite collateral duty was, um, I got to teach country line dancing to passengers, like one day a cruise. <gasps> uh huh. And we would get buddied. And so me and my buddy Kenny, we were 
co-line dance teachers uh-huh. and we would just make up our own like to whatever popular song we liked at the time and we would name them that's <laughs> awesome and those and passengers we- like go home and they're like yeah we learned this dance and all country oh, line totally. dancers are like what yes. the hell is that <laughs> yeah. oh yeah no our favorite was one we made up we called I think rope that pig and it was to some blue Cantrell song that's hilarious yeah so it was, it That's was a good amazing. time. The cruise ship was a very good, like jumping off point. Yeah. Sort of. So <laughs> what, what kicked you off the, the ship life off and into, ship life. yeah. So I figured, I, I mean, I knew I kind of wanted to do just one contract and then I wanted to like get somewhere. I was like, you know, chomping at the bit, like mm-hmm. to get doing something else. So, so I only stayed on for that one six month contract and then went to Chicago Um, and, and then just started auditioning and, and it was kind of funny. I think, I don't know, in talking to other friends, I think this happens in a lot of places where you, you, when you show up as the new kid in town, it takes a while to break into a scene. Um, and so I was auditioning for some local theaters, um, and nothing was really happening. So I, you know, waitressed at the cheesecake Mm -hmm. factory in the Hancock building, like water tower place and the whole, you know, quintessential performer life. Um, and then, uh, 42nd street was coming through the, the national tour, um, auditions were oh, happening. Awesome. So I, um, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, do that. Um, because I had also been auditioning for companies. I wasn't really sure as a dancer at first, like what route I wanted to take. Right. Um, and company life is even harder to break into yeah. <laughs> and way less profitable, yeah. um, than theater life. So I kind of, you know, was leaving my options open. And when I saw 42nd street auditions were happening, I was like, I have to go. And so, mm-hmm. um, this is another, like just wacky Melissa in true fashion story, but I had busted my ankle in a class at Giordano's, Ooh. um, the week before these auditions, I was off my cruise ship health insurance. No. <laughs> so I made a very stupid 22 year old choice, which was to just leave it. Meanwhile, it was like three times its size in black. I'm pretty positive I broke it at this point in life. Um, and I tore all the ligaments that we did know. Oh. Oh. So I went to this 42nd street audition <laughs> with oh. a duct taped ankle because <laughs> duct tape was really strong and it was uh-huh. like a pseudo cast essentially. Um, and then I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, this girl will do anything for this show. That's- I mean, I say I got the job, but if, if I, got, I got called back to New York from Chicago right. is really what that means. Uh-huh. Then I went, those callbacks were a couple months later because they were auditioning across the country. Right. Um, so there was like a lag. So I was like, okay, I've got a couple months before I have to show up in New York and, and do this again. Um, and then, you know, went back to callbacks in New York and then later yeah. got the call that I was going right. to get this job. But, um, but yeah, so moral of the story, don't do that. It's terrible. My ankle's never been the same, Ugh. but on the plus side, I knew that that was like, that was yeah. my show that I needed to like, I needed to be at. So, right. so that was how, how I got my equity card. Nice. Oh. King, there you go. How long did it take for the ankle to somewhat oh my god it forever like forever I mean I was on tour and it wasn't until I mean 
like fast forward maybe eight years when I'm, I, it was some season of Radio City and, you know, by this, that ankle was rolling all the time. So I had mm-hmm. gotten used to like, it was just part of my normal routine to do mm-hmm. exercises for it and like extra stability things. Um, and one of the athletic trainers, I was telling her about this and she's like, well, let me see it. I just want to see like, what is this ankle? And she was like bending it every which way and was like, this is not normal. Uh. <laughs> And then she started feeling for, you know, specific ligaments. And she was like, they're not there, but you have these other things that I don't even know what this is. Like, oh this is not my anatomy. goodness. So we have like, I, we have an agreement that at some point in life, like whenever I, you know, can actually get an MRI done yeah. on, on this ankle that I'm to send her the images because yes. we've decided I have now some sort of alien ankle. <laughs> Yeah, you have this, this weird, like, X-Men yeah. regenerative yeah. process. Yeah. I kind That's of just want crazy. a new one, like a bionic one, but I don't think they do those yet. No, so. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I would be fast. You're going to have to, like, throw it up on, on social media. Oh, this sure. is what my ankle is, actually, guys. Yeah, It's like so a bunch can... of actually little people that live inside your foot that <laughs> maneuver. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You're like I grew some new things. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so what was yeah. what was tour life like? Tour life was awesome. Um I loved it. I, I know it's not for everyone, but mm-hmm. I for me it was like the best year ever because <laughs> um I basically got to see the United States. Yeah. And there were so many places I had never seen or been and it was just so fun and mm-hmm. um you know, we were a special agreement tour. So we weren't like your full blown, like super cush equity tour. But at the time, again, for like a first, first job, like I was just like, you know, everything was exciting. Like they would hand me, I mean, they could hand me like a napkin and I'd be like, yeah. (laughs) So it was, it was just great. Like I, I remember loving seeing the country. Um, you know, hotels were fun. Like I always say like tour is just such a different, um, it's just so different, you know, having Mm -hmm. done tours and then sit down shows when you're on tour. I mean, your, your tour cast is your family because Mm -hmm. you're together for everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, travel days, it's all hundred of you in the airport, you know, musicians and stage management crew and your lighting designers and your cast members. I mean, everybody gets to bond. Um, in a very different way than when you all show up to the theater for your mm-hmm, work every mm-hmm, night mm-hmm. and then you all go home to your lives and your houses and your things and you mm-hmm. so on tour it's just I mean you really do everything together you're you're all traveling together you take up a whole section of the plane you right you know um you're all taking up you know you're in adjacent rooms in this hotel so it's like dorm life and mm-hmm. college sort of in that way <laughs> Um, <laughs> the good and bad parts, I assume. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, it was just so fun. And the best part was, you know, the shows are usually, um, you know, most days of the week, you're Dark Monday, just like Broadway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you typically have shows Tuesday through Sunday, the most on the weekends. But mm-hmm. during your weekdays, um, that's when like, you know, when we were in San Francisco, I remember we left like Sunday after our matinee and we took a train up to Napa um, and we spent our dark day on Monday, like touring some vineyards yeah. and then like came back down on Tuesday before the show. And I just remember that being like 
so cool that we, we had that opportunity in every city we were in yeah. to like kind of get out and explore a little bit when you're before the show. Um, so I really loved those aspects. And of course, you know, performing and getting to dance mm-hmm. in all these amazing theaters, some of which are really historical and unique, mm-hmm. um, was also just really cool. Um, so yeah, it was, I really enjoyed tour life. Um, you know, and then you just, you find the fun. Mm-hmm. Like I would always tell people, you know, like, yeah, we were on the road for, you know, and this is the same with Radio City to like the umpteenth degree, but you're together every holiday from mm-hmm. like, you know, with Radio City Christmas or really Halloween through New Year's, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you, you make your new traditions, you, you know, do things right. with your new family. Um, and it ends up being actually really fun. So yeah. for me, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but I also, you know, now at this point in life, I'm like, that would be a lot. Like yeah. it was definitely better when I was in my very beginnings. Yes. You know, that's what I've always heard. Yeah. Um, ha- did you find the audiences to be very different or respond differently to the show, depending on what part of the country you were in? You know, that's a good question. I, I mean, yes and no. I'm sure that was the case. Yeah. Um, I think if anything, like when we would tour through smaller cities, they were Mm -hmm. more enthusiastic. Oh, that's fun. Uh, Yeah. And I think it's because they just, they don't get as much of that. When you're touring through a city like, um, you know, Boston or, um, you know, any of your larger markets where like they have they have theater and shows regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, the audiences are probably just as appreciative and, and enthusiastic, but they're used, they're more, they're used to that being accessible all the time. Right. Right. Um, and so when you're touring through like a smaller town, like I'm trying to think of a good, we went through Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I think we stayed in a silo there. Side note. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 like a silo that had been converted or they just shoved yeah. you in with the corn. <laughs> no, no. I mean, shoved in with the corn would have been a better story, but no yeah, right? silo that was converted into like a hotel. That's cool. It was super and crazy cool. and crazy. Yes. Um, but like, I remember like those places just being like, they don't get that very often. So when they do, it's like, I mean, it's a big deal. It makes you feel like a different level of rock star. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like, wow. Like I didn't, I mean, we're not that cool, but I guess here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think audiences are different maybe in that way. Okay. Yeah. So what happened after tour? Oh boy so many things, but a lot, a big mix of like the usual, you know, so it's one of, it's the telltale of like, um, you know, you, (laughs) you can be the lead on Broadway one day and then Mm -hmm. serving someone coffee in a diner the next. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I came back to Chicago and I temped for a while in a Mm -hmm. bunch of office buildings doing random different jobs each day. Um, I taught some dance at local studios, like just did a lot of the side stuff while I auditioned again. Yeah. Um, and the next big thing that happened was again, nothing local, but then Radio City auditions came through and I got hired for that. So my MO became like, this is great. I live in Chicago and I work everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For at least the first, I don't know how many years, but it, you know. So then that was my next big thing was, um, was becoming a rocket and yeah. 
um, did that for eight and a half years. Wow. Yeah. So I, I was, were you on tour the whole time or were you in the city as well? In the city as well. Okay. Yeah. So I did both the touring productions, which were known as CAA to uh-huh. us, which was Christmas across America. Oh, fun. Um, and there, those, you know, touring companies only toured one or two cities. So it wasn't like sure. other, like we spent a month usually, um, I think one year I was Chicago, Boston. So that was That's... kind of also ironic in the sense that I got to live at home Yeah, that we were in Chicago instead of the hotel with the cast, which was a little sad actually. Yeah. And then, um, and then we went to Boston for the month of December and then I was back, you know, in the hotel in Boston with the cast and all of that. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. so usually that's how the outside cities would work. Like November of one city, December in the other. Got it. Um, so I did that for a few years and then I also spent a season in New York, um, at the music hall as well, which was for me a very full circle moment because that's where I was born and raised until we moved uh-huh. to Colorado uh-huh. So I grew up being taken to those shows. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all my Long Island, New York family um, is still there. And so uh-huh. um, that's who I would go stay with when I was auditioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so they all got to come, like we, we booked a special, you know, show where the whole family came and oh, got to fun. see me actually do the show that yeah. we normally all go watch. Um which was awesome. And I got to give them, you know, a backstage tour and all the fun things that like, you know, you, you like to be able to give back to your family. Right. So right. That was cool. Um, so you, before we had started recording, you had mentioned, you know, being a swing, were you, um, a swing for the tours as well? Or did you have, were you a part? And then when you got to New York, did that change? So I um, flip-flopped a bit. Okay. So I started, you, they rarely, especially with Radio City, um, you know, a swing, like I think of all the shows in the world there are to swing, Radio mm-hmm. City is, I, I, I have to, I mean, I know that I'm a little biased because I did it, but I also think other friends who've swung have told me that that's mm-hmm. got to be like the hardest one to swing because yeah. it's so exact. Um, So, you know, there's, they rarely start you out. Like when you first come in, it's rare that they're like, and you're going to immediately be a swing because they want you to have a general, like understanding of how everything works and have done it once to at least be like, okay. Um, So for me, I was um, what we would say, like in the line, meaning I had, you know, my one spot that I did Mm -hmm. every show Mm -hmm. um, for the first three years, I want to say two. I can't remember if I swapped if I switched my third or fourth year, but somewhere around that time frame, I, I kind of had, you know, the inclination that I might want to swing, a sh- swing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I feel like that might be something I would be, you know, good at. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of ready for a challenge and something new, like new skill set. Um, and so I, <clears throat> the way it works is you apply essentially okay. just like any other job. So yeah. you express, we had to write a letter of interest to, Linda Haberman, who was the director at the time, um, Fosse, amazing Linda Haberman, um, and say like, hi, like, you know, I've done the show. This is why I want to do this. Here's why I think I'd be good at it. And then she would read through all these letters of interest and decide who was going to do this and who was not. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then the other piece of that is, um, with Radio City, your swings are, um, like Starbucks, like we have small, medium, large. Uh-huh. 
um, for different height brackets. (laughs) So I was always the small one because I am the shortest you can be to be a rocket, which is five, six. Um, so, and I'm actually just under, I sort of cheated in. So, um, (laughs) I think, yeah, I was close enough that I think they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I was always the short swing. So that's the other piece of that puzzle is I'm sure when she's sitting down and looking over this, it's, well, what do we need and where? Right, Um, right. And so that's how I ended up kind of, uh, you know, rotating. Some years I I operated as a swing for a -hmm. a particular production. And then other years um, I was more needed in the line. Mm -hmm. um, And so I did that. So it just depended. but I, I spent half and half, four of my years, I, I was a swing mm-hmm. and four years I was in the line. So it's, um, and yeah, swinging is, um, I mean, I guess if anyone's listening, that's like, is she talking about what I think she's? No. <laughs> There's a sacred statue outside of our house. You yeah. in on it. Oh my God. Have to apply swingers. (laughs) Yeah. No, for reals. I was out with the other swings in a bar in, where were we? We were getting a drink after a show in, I think Atlanta. And, and we were talking about whether we were swinging in tomorrow or not, or what the, who the swings were in a particular city and people legit thought that's what we were. We had to realize very quickly that like Peter Lindo is not, (laughs) not understood outside. Right. Right. So, swing means in these for my purposes what it means I did was <laughs> I covered many tracks so much like a Broadway alternate mm-hmm. you are uh I mean that is essentially what you are so for for Radio City you cover uh when I was short swing you cover the three to four women on either far end of the line. Mm-hmm. So I had three or four stage right end women and three or four stage left mm-hmm. women that were my responsibility all the time. Mm-hmm. And then let's say the medium swing is already in for like those next three or four in because mm-hmm. the way they make the line is all the tallest ladies are in the very center. And then the shortest ones are on the end and it's how we look the same height. Mm-hmm. So your medium swing is going to cover those next in however many people, three or four, mm-hmm but let's say they're already in because someone's out with a torn hamstring mm-hmm. um, and then someone comes down with the flu. That's also one of their people. Then I would be next in for their person. Right. So you're really covering about 12 tracks wow. that, that you can go in for at any moment yeah. in any show, um, which has definitely happened. I went in mid opening night in a oh, city, man. Um, literally was in the audience, you know, watching the show. Yeah. Someone went down, they, they, sprained an ankle real bad, couldn't stand back up. And I ran from the audience to backstage and was in the next number. Wow. Um, So you, yeah, that's your job as a swing is basically like you prepare and know all tracks and you have, you know, all of us had this like six inch thick binder of all the charts with the numbers and all of the specifics for every person you cover so that when you can grab pages out and be like, who am I? What am I doing? Where do I go? Um, and that's like, you know, both for on stage and off, because you mm-hmm. have to know, like, where is that? Where do I find my next costume? Mm-hmm. Where does this person mm-hmm. change? Yeah. Not where they stand on stage, but where to find your stuff off stage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Do, um, so say that the medium swing was in and then another medium girl 
needed also needed a swing. Did everybody else kind of adjust so that the height stayed the same, or did you mm-hmm. you just filled that spot because you couldn't ask? That okay. Spot. So like if I had to go in, there was an instance, I forget what city it was and who. I don't think it was me, but I don't know. But they actually kept wardrobe also kept extra inch high heels. Oh on hand to help buffer that. Wow. Uh-huh. So um, you also then had to learn how to dance in different height. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I never usually had to, I never had, I don't think I ever had to put those on. Yeah. But even if you did, it's really like that part's like, honestly, like you are so preoccupied with sure. all the other stuff that like, you probably wouldn't even notice and, and just, you're just, Doing it's like it. autopilot. Like sometimes you come off stage and you're like, did I just do that? Did, yeah. I, did I just do that? Day? I don't remember it. Like it's a blur or I blacked out, you know, that's hilarious. Um, so yeah, we definitely had, I mean, there was a day I literally was on stage. I was in the middle of a show. I was on for someone who had gotten a concussion. Oh, geez. Um, so I was in her track um, and someone else uh, went out. Oh no, sorry. It was reversed. I said it wrong. I was in for someone and one of the other girls I cover was practicing backstage and another cast member was also practicing and facial awareness didn't quite occur and someone swung an arm and accidentally like caught gave her basically Ugh. a uppercut to the jaw she got knocked out oh <laughs> my god and so I literally like yelled to the stage manager I was like hey like I'm already on like so-and-so's down go call you know uh-huh. and so she had to go call the medium swing who was in the dressing room oh my goodness and she literally just like came walking onto stage at the right moment like to join the number we were already doing because I couldn't yeah. abort the track I was already doing yeah and so yeah crazy crazy things like that happen when you have these weird either sometimes flukes or sometimes you know like you can't plan but they used to joke because you know you're doing this over Christmas and you do different PR things mm-hmm. um and in Boston one of them was like ice skating in the commons and I remember the stage managers like joking but not like mm-hmm. if you guys go ice skating at this PR event only one short one medium and one yeah. short girl are yep. to time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't want to have to figure out covering yeah. height or something that's so funny yeah it is a very different it is a weird life and not I'm, for everyone. I mean, I've always had a huge respect for swings. I mean, the one Broadway show I was I a PA you for. Hi, you're the worst human. <laughs> what did he say? He said, I bet you have. <laughs> um, uh, we, uh, you know, just watching, watching the swings learning all of the chorus members roles because you know those chorus members are the understudies and whatever and and knowing yes that you have to be available at least until the second act starts you know to know whether you might be going in or not but I can't even imagine because I, I mean I, I I'm ashamed to say I've actually never gotten to see a rocket show before um but it's not a play it's not a musical it's a dance spectacular and so that's so much more than learning like a couple numbers 
No, there's a lot. And it's like, well, you can, one, you can Netflix it now. You can watch the Rockettes on Netflix. <gasps> that's right. I didn't think so about that. Okay. That your afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it is, it's actually, I mean, it's an AGVA contract, which I know for most people won't mean mm-hmm. anything, but American Guild of Variety Artists is the union. And it's because they cover um, I mean, the span of who's in the show in New York City, especially we have ice skaters like yeah. there's a big ice rink and ice skaters perform. There are um, animals like I mean, in every production road right. and work, we have donkeys and sheep and camels for the living nativity. Um, so they need a union. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's rockets. So dancers, then you have the ensemble. Um, and there's different ensemble tracks, there's dance ensemble tracks, and then there's strictly singing ensemble tracks. Right. Um, then you have a 41 uh, musician pit that plays in New York mm-hmm. every show. And, you know, so you have all of these different types of artists coming together to create the show, um, which like you're saying, it's it's why, you know, you kind everyone kind of specializes in their little right like rockets don't I would never go on for one of those other tracks you know right not right. like tomorrow they'd be like guess what you're ice skating yeah <laughs> <laughs> even though in my head it's like yeah. I secretly maybe wish that yeah but. you get to be the donkey today yes. Amazing. <laughs> I did get to be the Virgin Mary and that was oh, a big moment <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah uh, which you know they all prank when right you get- on as Virgin Mary, you're you're the way that it's staged. You're facing the audience on top uh-huh. of the rock, you uh-huh. know, Jesus and Joseph, and the cast is all on the stage below you, looking up at oh, you. Oh no! And so they do any number of things, yep. to prank the Mary to make her laugh, and yep. I did, I think pretty immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so yeah, so, fun times. Yeah. What are you laughing about? Are you thinking of all the things that you would try to do to prank? Yeah, yeah. there's thousands. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard uh, to run out, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, the good old Tootsie Rolls on the teeth is always funny. Oh, that's great. Like number three for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, before we move into kind of what you're doing now, um, I am kind of curious about you know, when I think of people who are professional dancers, or you think of prima donnas, you think of whatever, you you also kind of get the imagery that, you know, media has kind of created, the, the black swan, the bunheads, the, the toxicity, the negative elements of what it could mean to be a dancer. You have to look a certain way. You know, the old Russian ballet ladies aren't going to teach you if you can't, you know, if you're eating too much or, you know, like what... Was that something that you ever experienced you, or, you know, what are your feelings about all of that? Yeah, I think, I mean, oof, that one's loaded and yeah. like you could answer so many different, I would answer so many different ways. Sure, one sure. based upon like the age of which I was asked at mm-hmm. because different times were different things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two I would say that, you know, just like anything, of course, like I just finished watching the Netflix um, new series, Tiny Pretty Things. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't yet, but I hear it's actually really, it's terrible, but it's great. (laughs) It's terrible. It's intense. I mean, terrible. I say terrible, meaning like the things that these people go through is terrible. The series is is good. It definitely got, you know, wrapped into it. But um, what I can say is, I think, yes, like 
it is obviously like, I think a lot of that is based in reality Mm -hmm. and there are those terrible horror stories out Mm -hmm. there. Um, some of them I, I've run into, but I, I've been pretty fortunate in the sense that one, I feel like, um, it never, I never experienced the worst of the worst, Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I have had to deal with like weigh-ins for jobs, Mm. um, which, you know, some of which were governed very well, like, um, you know, and some, and some are, were just completely subjective, you know, um, when, when it's been for a job, like, um, usually the way that I've had it handled, which is really pretty awesome because they're equally concerned about you being underweight as they are Mm -hmm. over. And so I will say that about sometimes when people hear like, oh, they have to weigh in for their job, whatever job it may be, because it it happens at all different ones. Um, There's not, it's not necessarily for a negative reason, meaning Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily like, you're too fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you're too thin. Like we need you to like, you need to get healthier for stamina so that yeah. you can get through this really taxing contract and right, not, right. not, you know, get sick or injured. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say that like, that's one myth that I feel like I can speak to like the positive side mm-hmm, of, which is, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then as far as like dancer versus dancer toxicity, I feel like that's when people love to like, mm-hmm. you know, portray a certain way. And all I can say is like, I have not witnessed that. Like if anything, it's been the opposite. Like, mm-hmm. of course there's like some amount of rivalries sometimes over like leading spots, of course. But like, right. I think more often than not, like it's really more of like a, I've experienced it more as like a support system mm-hmm. and like a cheer each other on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, especially like in the Chicago theater world, it is one of the most tight knit, like, I really do think, you know, people rooting for each other and just kind of knowing like, this is your turn to shine. This is your turn to shine. You know, like mm-hmm. when, when the right role comes up for the right person. And of course it doesn't always go the way people would hope or expect mm-hmm. in any right job market. But um, in Radio City, I mean, that was a common um, interview question. Whenever we would get interviewed by a news station or something, I, I was asked all the time, you know, so what's that like with like 36 women backstage? Like, I can only imagine. And, and, and like legitimately it, like, it couldn't have been, it was legitimately like the most pleasant and awesome experience to be like, I sincerely miss. It's the part I miss the most about that show is the camaraderie and, and all of the, like, you know, like sisterhood of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm an only girl in my family. I grew up with two mm-hmm. brothers who played hockey. So like, <laughs> yep. you know, for me, it was like, oh, you know, I get to spend this many months with just a bunch of girls and like, we can all craft. I mean, like legitimately, if you picture like a Martha Stewart Christmas or something, it's uh-huh. kind of like that backstage, like we could all craft together yeah. like, projects for our families or like, you know, um, like even when you're spending that many hours together, like you're still like, Hey, what are you doing later? Mm-hmm. Do you want to come over and like, mm-hmm. because you know, it's your family. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I would say, yes, there's definitely, I have experienced, um, different things from like, you know, of course the harassment side, which is a whole other podcast. Sure. In itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. To the, to the, you know, like, yes, I have, I still to this day struggle, I think with mm-hmm. body image, which I think is a dancer thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what is perfection? What is healthy? What is, 
what is, what is, what is. Um, and I'm really happy to see and say that I think um, so much about the way the dance and performing world is handling that is changing. And that makes me really happy. That's awesome. Um, which is great. Um, so there's, you know, but yes, does it still exist? Of course, you know, right. do you have to look or be a certain way? It depends. Like, what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. what is the show and what is the expectation? And mm -hmm. um, some of that, of course, is still going to have a specific type, so to right. speak, that, that they want you to fit into. And then other things are becoming more open and more broad and more inclusive um, of all things, not just um, gender and um, color or race or any of that, mm -hmm. but also in weight and body mm -hmm. type. And, you know, there's, there's just so many layers of that. So that's, um, that's good. To hear. I, I think it's changing um, yeah. to a degree in, in aspects, but, but no, I've never went, I've never been like <laughs> victim <laughs> to someone trying to put like glass in my point. You know, legitimately like yeah. off the roof. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. tried to like out me for off me for a job, which is right. Great. Right. That's <laughs> yes. That's exciting to hear. Yeah, yeah. It makes good TV, but it would be really fucking depressing if it was reality. Oh sure. For sure. And if it is occurring, please speak up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell someone exactly. Tell someone. Safe space. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay. So kind of, we're, we're kind of at now times uh you know what yeah. was what what was pre-covid doing for you and now that it's covid oh, what's so happening now i know so, <laughs> i know i was when covid hit i was um working on a production of pippin mm -hmm. which is one of my dream shows to work on um i love I love Fosse's work. I've been cast in numerous Fosse shows when I was performing. And then now that I choreograph, of course, like you just, I don't know, as a dancer. Mm -hmm. And if you love Fosse, it's just, you want to, of course, then work in a show known for that or like that can be inspired by that. So um, I was supposed to, um, we were a week from opening mm -hmm. um, and got shut down. We were just about to go into tech. Um, so we were pretty much done. We had already been in rehearsals for numerous weeks. I was directing and choreographing. Mm. So that was also a huge deal for me. Um, you know, it's again, could be another podcast in itself, but as a lady, I haven't mm -hmm. had many opportunities to helm, um, mm -hmm. in a directorial way mm -hmm. or, and, or choreograph. I, I choreograph more than I direct. Yeah. Um, and that's also because I think I'm, I came up through the theater world as a dancer, which, mm -hmm. you know, understandably, so it wasn't from the acting side. So, um, right. So anyhow, I was directing and choreographing Pippin for Nebraska Repertory Theater. Um, and I had just the most talented group of people and kind, wonderful group of people. Um, and of course, like it, everyone joked that, you know, like we've all been on those contracts when that's not the case. And you're just like, oh, I can't wait for this to end. Yeah. Um, and this was the opposite of that, where everyone was like, I never want this to end. Yeah. Or that's the one that gets shut down. Um, but yeah, it was tough because, you know, I mean, again, for non-theater people, like when, when I was first asked to do that show, it was a year and a half 
out, maybe mm-hmm. two years out from when rehearsals would begin. Yeah. So for me, you know, I had already been working on that show for two years Yeah. Um, in a capacity of like in meetings with my production team and beginning discuss to discuss, you know, that's when you start all those initial conversations about like, okay, like, what do you see? How do you envision the show? What right. do you want to do? Um, you know, you start talking to your designers, your set design, your costume design, your lighting design, all of the people who are your collaborative team of who are going to make this happen. Um, And so we had all been, you know, doing that for a year and a half prior. Um, And then auditions took place in New York. I think about this and it's like, it's crazy because it was last December. So Mm -hmm. like about a month before things got real here, um, we were in New York. We auditioned the week before Christmas. Um, I found like four of my leads. They were incredible. Um, we hired them and then we started rehearsals February. Mm-hmm. Um, that right? February, January, January. I don't know. Somewhere <laughs> in January or February. Yeah. Uh, it's all a blur. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we were in rehearsals for a few weeks and then March 13th, um, was when we were, which was right after Broadway and everywhere yep. else pretty much yep. said like, yep shutting down not happening so um which was the right call i i don't sure. think it wasn't but it was still hard nonetheless oh, yeah. even when it's right um yep. so it was just i mean i remember myself and the music director whom you know i feel like i found my long lost bestie in saul mm-hmm. he um <laughs> he and i were hanging out and I was like do you have to go to the office at this time and he's like yes and I was like so do I I was like should we have a bourbon (laughs) we met in my my hotel room and we both had a bourbon pre-meeting because we Uh knew what was coming we were like but we thought we thought you know at the time we were like oh we're just gonna get postponed right um so we were like, okay, like, we'll be ready for that. And then they were, when we went in and we met, they were like, so we're, we're thinking we're going to postpone to like, you know, next spring. And we were both just like next spring, like uh-huh. a whole year away. And, you know, when you're, when you're launching a show like that, I mean, the first thought was, but can I get my leads back? Because uh-huh. now this thing, right. And you're like, but is it going to be the same? And can it? And, and then of course, like, you know, once we, settled that then it got yanked away a second time mm-hmm. um, because they realized like even that was just shooting for the moon so mm-hmm. and then it was just canceled um mm-hmm. because you know they were like who knows when when this can come back and you yeah. can't just keep people indefinitely yeah hanging but I mean you know therefore all of our costumes and all the set that was already made everything is in a warehouse somewhere in Nebraska um just waiting hopefully it'll get to see the light of day at some point hopefully mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? So, so yeah, that was tough. Like when you're that far along and you're just, you know, but it was amazing. Nonetheless, um, I wouldn't trade it. Like it's probably one of my most favorite things I've ever worked on. Um, both because of the people, um, that run the theater, the people that were in the show, the people that were collaborating with me, it was just a great, great all around experience. Um, so that's kind of what I was doing when COVID hit, um, was I was in Nebraska working on that. Um, yeah. and then I came back and my, you know, every day, my other, other job has been teaching. 
Um, and so, which I also love, um, and I teach at a private K through 12 school in Colorado called Colorado Academy. Um, and so I have, um, I'm pretty much the one woman dance department. <laughs> so I teach any and all dance there is there. Um, and it's a newer program. So I'm, I'm getting to build it, which is cool. Um, and also been, you know, learning curves and all kinds of things. Um, but I've been, I can't express like how grateful I've been that I have that, that job. Um, and, you know, of course they were amazing last year in letting me take a hiatus for a bit to go right. work. On um, but, um, yeah, that's not a normal thing. And I think it was a one-time, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it'll happen again, but, um, you know, I, otherwise I typically aim to work on professional productions outside of school hours. So I've, I work at CU Boulder some, Cool. Um, sometimes in a lecture capacity for their musical theater students. Okay. Um, I'll teach like music theater rep because it, it was meeting in the evenings from like three to six. Got it. So I can still teach my school job and then take on that. Um, and, and I've also choreographed for them out there um, for their shows. Um, and then of course, Fine Arts Center because mm-hmm. rehearsals are in the evenings as well. So mm-hmm. the name of the game right now is, um, you know, that, I mean, right now it's just teaching and mm-hmm. trying to, stay sane um with ever-changing schedules <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but when when it's a normal world um you know my heart really is still in producing live theater um, yeah. and working on shows in the in a choreographer slash director capacity I just find it the most fulfilling in in different ways mm-hmm. than I find teaching fulfilling working with professionals helps buffer working with teaching the very mm-hmm. beginnings of a foundation of something mm-hmm. and both are super awesome to watch and see and foster it just helps I think different parts of my brain and personality sure <laughs> totally um, so yeah so I definitely miss that I'm hoping I'm hoping we get it back yeah soon yeah <laughs> but who knows um because my brain doesn't work that way at all. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm asking all the questions, Tyler, but I guess I just get to them faster than you. I don't know. Uh, I always feel She's this like way. like a human jukebox. You just put a nickel in and just let it play. Yeah, just pretty much. It. Pretty much. Um, I feel like You got this episode. I'm just going to hang back. But if you have any questions, if you're curious, please tell, tell me to I shut do, up. I but the flow's going. Okay. Going. All right. Well, um, my brain is so not like I, I love dancing. I did it a little bit when I was a kid, but I was always a little heftier and never just, I, I just didn't have the stamina. I don't think to really do it. Um, but, uh, I also, how does your brain create something? How do, how does a choreograph a choreographer's brain, like happen I just it's so fascinating to me because my brain doesn't work that way oh man I think it's I mean I think everyone would answer that different sure the first thing I think because like any any art or any anything that you're creating anything even if I would imagine even if you're a scientist or something not in the arts field like your brain finds inspiration or mm-hmm. um you know jumping off points differently mm-hmm. so I think for every person it's probably a little different but I but ultimately it all comes back to an in some sort of inspiration point okay. right like a jumping off point so I think for me um when I'm choreographing it's always for a musical for one mm-hmm. typically not always I shouldn't say always it's usually for a professional production of a musical. And so 
um, that means I have, you know, a given set of factors, like what is the story? And I can't mm-hmm. just completely like decide I'm doing something else now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like objectives, like, is this, does this dance number need to accomplish something in that story? Like, is right. it need to get a point across or tell a story plot point or whatnot? Right. Um, and then if you're working with a separate director, which often I am, it's their vision. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going to tell me how they see it and how it needs to function for them in their mm-hmm. overall picture, because, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I think this is a, the director choreographer collaboration and teamwork is like, I think fascinating in Mm -hmm. itself. Um, But ultimately every decision of the entire show comes back to the director. Mm -hmm. So that you have one person driving a boat and in hopefully editing out anything that is not serving Mm -hmm. what you're doing Mm -hmm. and keeping and encouraging anything that does serve how they want to tell the story. Right. Um, so that of course kind of is at the top of your list, or at least for me as a choreographer is, is that, um, if I have a separate director, if I'm doing both, it becomes very simple. Sure. Yep. I'm editing myself, which yep. I guess is both simple and really hard, but that's yeah. what I look to my other collaborators, you know, to right. be like, I need your object, your objective. eye, not my, mm-hmm. you know, um, So yeah, I think director, of course. And so, so then I kind of sit down with all of that. And then, you know, of course, if you're doing a show or something that you already have a preconceived notion about, it's why I love working on shows that I have never done or seen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is hard because you've seen most or done Mm -hmm. most, but um, when you don't, you have nothing to even like shade how you think it should be done. So then it's truly just like, Ooh, how can I imagine this? Mm -hmm. Um, if it has already been done, then I always take that into consideration. And if it's like, you know, classic, like you need to honor it choreography, then there's of course that aspect. And then the, and now how do I put my own stamp or twist or take on this that like, I see that they, they didn't see, which is what is also cool about it is, you know, everyone's going to bring their own something to it. So it's always kind of fresh in that way that you could hand the same material to me and three other choreographers and we'd probably all come up with something mm-hmm. different, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think those for me is kind of how I start. And then where that inspiration comes from is often for me, like random, I think yeah. <laughs> random in the sense that like people will be like, Oh, like, how do you get inspired? How do you, and like, I legitimately think like sometimes it it is just getting the juices flowing, of course, like all the usual, like listening to the music, reading the story, like Mm -hmm. all of that brainstorming, like abstract, but I feel like it's always the outside. Like I went on a hike in such and such last week and Mm -hmm. I saw this, you know, thing that is like, like popping out in my memory now. And for some reason I'm associating with what I'm doing in this show. Mm-hmm. I don't entirely understand the correlation yet, but there's something about the shape of that, that I feel like I need to bring into this or, you know, like something like that, yeah. where it's like your brain will make correlations or, or my brain makes correlations. Um, or will like see, I'm very visual. So like I see images a lot of times in my head mm-hmm. before I decide like, okay, like I'm, I feel like I'm seeing this kind of a thing now. How do I make it? Um, right. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of times, like, it's just like having, like, it's important to have outside life 
I think, which can be hard to, when you get sucked into the work of a show. But I think for me, it's always like remembering like outside life is often where I'm going to get that inspiration or the, yeah. the richest ideas that are going to come from more, a more genuine like place in me. That's like, Oh, you know, this is unique or this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, then like, if you sit down and you just YouTube every version of the show that's ever been done, you're probably going to regurgitate mm-hmm. and, and also probably accidentally, um, steal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, you know, using others choreography, of course, like I mentioned Fosse, like if yeah. I use original choreography, like you best bet in that program, I will ensure it says yeah. original choreography by Bob Fosse you know, additional choreography by Melissa's Ramba. Right, um, right, right. Because you have to, have to, have to give credit where it's due. Right. Um, but yeah, I think the pressure to come up with new concepts, especially with something that's been done sure. a million times can be overwhelming. And right. it's why things like Oklahoma at the Denver Center was so well received and mm-hmm. like awarded, I feel like a few seasons ago is because they just, they did a very different take on it than we've yeah. ever seen. And um, which yeah. is- amazing thing to do after it's been around forever you know right right um and it is hard too I mean I can't even imagine you know uh I don't know enough about choreographers and whatever but I I know the name Fosse and how revolutionary his stuff seemed to be at the time and there uh, that isn't as available anymore because progression has like sped up so quickly that there's you can't there's no new way to really move your body there's no new way to create uh you know jazz hands or whatever that no one's (laughs) ever seen before because that's you know uh it's been done so it's really about using what you've got in different and unique ways I guess yeah. Um, well, and a lot of times when you do that, that's when the different movement comes out. Mm-hmm. So like what we're seeing now in like in the dance world and academic dance world mm-hmm. is, um, you know, fusions are the, are the future mm-hmm. of these new dance styles and, and ways of moving that we're seeing is, mm-hmm. you know, people are fusing these different things together, um, using more, um, I don't know, just, uh, I'm going to call it crossbreeding, but like, you know, of dance forms and styles. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and moving like, you know, yes, your body, like certain joints do certain things. My elbow is a hinge. I right. cannot move in another yeah. way. So like, sure, this, <laughs> your arm can only do so many things, but right. you know, it's the combinations right. that you can find that are new and exciting. Yeah. Excuse me. And so I think, um, you know, what we're seeing in the dance world, especially in companies and all kinds of things, um, is, is that, and then also just, you know, the outer, um, again, I'm going to say cross-pollination, cross-breeding, I don't know Mm -hmm. what's the right word, but with technology, you know, seeing dance in different ways that with different ways, people are utilizing different forms of technology, whether it's like a giant turning platform Mm -hmm. or like in, interactive computer programming mm-hmm. that responds to tap sounds mm-hmm. or, you know, these other things. So, so yeah, it's exciting in the sense that of course there's so many new things we, we just, no one's even thought of yet, mm-hmm. but the, um, I guess the, you know, the fire stoke is there, which is, yeah. you know, uh, people being antsy to do something and create something or having a purpose or a, you know, calling, which right now I think everybody is just mm-hmm. like 
I'm, I'm really excited and curious to see what comes out of yeah the arts world after all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you have a show or musical number that you've always wanted to choreograph or maybe already have in your head and you just need to make people do it now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, always. Um, (laughs) um, I, I would love to see Pippin come to fruition somewhere, somehow. I mean, anyone who's listening, who owns a theater. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I've got a cast. We can call them. We've got, we've got costumes. We can go get them. Um, but yeah, like, I'd love to see that one through. Um, and let's see, other than that, I mean, oh my gosh, there's, there's so many, I, I mean, I am, I am a tapper at heart. So of (laughs) course, like those shows always kind of have a little bit more in my heart than mm-hmm. some of the others, but um, I've oddly never gotten to choreograph or direct 42nd Street. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, and the few times that it's, you know, come up and I've asked, you know, can I, you know, because a lot of times I'm just a cold caller when it comes to that. Sure. It's how you have to be, unfortunate, like not unfortunately, but it's just the way of the world. Often yeah. people will not come knock on your door. You have to go knock on theirs and be like, hi, I exist. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the few times I've done that, both in Chicago and in Colorado, when the show was being done, they had already hired choreographers mm-hmm, and directors mm-hmm. and had people or or had people in mind and knew mm-hmm. what direction they wanted to go. So um, so that's one that's still on my list of like, you know, I would love to actually like go back to the how I started and, um, you know, potentially even think about a reconceiving, you know, of what it might yeah. look like now. Um, who knows? But anyways, that one, of course, because it's just yeah. near and near. And it's a fluff piece. I get this. Yeah. It is, but yeah. I love those. And yeah. what, I feel like we need those most right now. Yeah. Like, no, it's not yep. too deep. It's just flashy and fun. Yep. yep. Um, and you can make it deeper if you really want. Like, right. Right. But, you know, it's, I do love the old classics. I think they're kind of yeah unique in that way of yeah. being entertainment for entertainment's sake. Um, right. Equally important as the delving real deep. Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, you know, why I was really drawn to Pippin is it's kind of, it can be pretty damn dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <So. laughs> uh, Do you have any thoughts, any questions? Uh, the, the one question I'll ask. I'm yeah. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I do want to ask um, if you have, cause we've heard a cruise ship story. Yes. Heard, uh, some cat <laughs> bits, but do you oh, have like a, <laughs> like your best memory story or your worst memory story of your experiences as a dancer, as a choreographer? Is there, is there like one or two stories that stand out above all else? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) These are good (laughs) questions. Um, Let me think best, worst. Oh, there's so many. Um, This one's so many. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Mostly, I guess, uh, both. Um, <laughs> um, this one's a funny, this one's funny. That funny is good. Yeah, okay. we like funny. People like so funny. as I mentioned, <laughs> there are animals in the living nativity. Oh, no. I'm already excited. 
There are many a funny story that we all have in Radio City Land of the animals that are in the living nativity because they're animals. So you cannot control their every behavior, even mm -hmm. though they are trained animals, right? Um, and we all love them. We would go out to their stables and visit them between shows and, you know, all the, all the things. Um, but one, I, I probably have like three stories relating to the animals and I will make each one of them very fast. Once I was witness to a camel being fired. <gasps> um, <laughs> that poor camel's family. Yeah. And, and it was amazing. Um, we were on stage, we were teching the living, living nativity and this one camel, he was new. His name was Taz, fittingly enough. He just did not react well to the loud music and the bright light. Oh. And, and he started just moving violently and like kind of knocking over and running into scrims and the Jesus rock oh, and all of the things. No. And we just heard the director get on the God mic and just say, um, camel stage left, we're gonna need a replacement. Like <laughs> 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 and we all just started dying laughing. Um, so that was one. And then another was, um, I had a sheep um, one year I was a shepherd just where I fell in yeah. the, uh, you know, my track. And so I, that meant that I would have a sheep and this sheep and I would be together for the living nativity scene and all the shows. Um, we developed quite the bond. I loved him. He was ginormous. He was like five times. He looked like he ate all the other sheep, <laughs> <laughs> but he was landed. Um, and he one show, you know, the Jesus Rock has fake greenery and oh, he was no. trying to eat it all and pull it off. And it, of course, is attached. Um, but he thought maybe, I guess, if I were in his little sheep brain trying to determine what happened here, I think he saw greenery higher up on the rock and he oh, thought, no. oh, maybe that's real greenery. And so he let out the loudest ba I've ever heard. And he literally took off vertically and jumped up onto the rock above me, which I didn't know sheep could do. <laughs> and so I'm now below my sheep by like a few rocks. And he is now sliding like this because it's a plastic rock. Oh, right? my, and this is during a show? During a show. <gasps> and so I, you know, go running over to the other side of the rock, like shooing other shepherds out of my way and I'm trying to, to get up the rock to my sheep to try uh -huh. and like calm him meanwhile he's just ah! and like sliding backwards and like everyone on stage and in the audience at, at, by this point it's just like turned into comedy hour oh um, my goodness and I think that occurred through the rest of the living nativity until like we could get the animal handler I think the animal handler had to have come out on stage like oh. I don't remember how it resolved I might have peed my pants like that's I, hilarious I just remember laughing and also being like but I don't know what to do yeah like, okay. yeah <laughs> oh um, buddy that's awesome no, little buddy and it sounds like an animal cruelty story and, and I just want to assure people like I am like the biggest yeah marshmallow heart when it comes to any animal and yeah. like the sheep was not in distress. He just yeah. was very surprised and yeah. understand how to navigate the fact that this so-called rock, rock yeah. was very slippery. Um, and so his his animal handler came and got him. And I think he got the night off. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a one show day yeah. for that day. Yeah. And the sheep swing came on. So, you know, there's uh, there's swings for the animals too. That's hilarious. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, those are two like funny best stories. And of course they involve animals because they're just unpredictable. And so it makes it fun. That's Um, great. And let's see, worst. Oh gosh. I don't even know. Like I'm kind of a klutz. My brothers would say this for sure. Like I can be, I just have random injuries occur sometimes Mm -hmm. because stupid things happen. Um, and so I, (laughs) I do remember on the cruise ship, um, I broke my wrist, small break, like hairline fracture break, but, um, we were in really rocky seas. We were going through a storm and we were doing sit down your rock in the boat. Funny enough, (gasps) um, in our Broadway review, and we stand up on our chairs and the boat rocked and oh, no. me and my chair kind of, you know, went yeah. horizontal. Um, and so I just landed really hard and caught myself with my wrist. Yeah. Um, and I remember being like, no, it's fine. Like I'll finish the show. But like the, the end of our Broadway review was circle of life oh, <laughs> and no. we had these giant fans um, and I couldn't hold it. I couldn't close my fingers, which was at the point that I was like, yeah, I probably need an x-ray. So we taped the fan to my open hand. Oh. Um, <laughs> <so that laughs> I <just laughs> did the whole closing number with the fan like permanently attached to me and then proceeded to walk through the whole cruise ship in my costume with this fan taped to my hand to the infirmary between performances or after the performance. Oh. So that- the cruise doc could take these x-rays but meanwhile you know walking through a cruise ship in a yeah iron king costume which is not exactly <laughs> subtle um but <laughs> an experience in and of its own as well That's so hysterical but it made for like you know i had this they yeah. made a very thin cast i had to wear for a few weeks and we we named it the Stottendam cast you know, <laughs> really cute. um and it you know it was yeah but that, that was probably the worst was yeah. like, really? Like, I just kept thinking, really? Me? Yeah. Of course it's, you know, yeah. dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't stop nature. So no, yeah, I never even thought about being on a move. You're on a moving stage, whether it, yeah. it looks like it or not when you're yeah. on a boat. Oh yeah. It's crazy. I know. I kind of want to go back and try it now. Like, uh, I bet it would be like, I would be so much sicker. Even yeah. Probably. Like, yeah. you know, as you get a little older, like roller coasters and things become a little different. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've crossed that threshold yet, but I'm. Yeah. It would be, it would be a longer <laughs> adjustment period. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. But yeah. So many good stories. I mean, the, I feel like this is the life, right? Yeah. Like, if no, it's, it's not good for stories, what, you know. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's so nice to hear too, because you, you've clearly made a very stable career, even though you've had to do part-time stuff and, and, you know, and whatever, but like, you're so grateful for everything you've done and you've made it work. And it's, I don't know, that to me is very inspiring and makes me happy to know that like, you're still making it yeah. happen. And that's um, really cool. I am very, um, very grateful. And yeah. I, think, I think the key is also like connections, mm-hmm. you know, if I could sure. say one thing to speak to it, it's, um, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think the best piece of advice is generosity. Like mm-hmm. I am the first to name someone for a job. Anytime mm-hmm. someone's like, do you know someone who might be good for this? Or they ask me and I know I'm not right, but I know someone who is mm-hmm. like, 
just be so fast to be generous and mm-hmm. pass jobs to people because mm-hmm. it's all, it all always, everyone has to help each other in that way. It's how yeah. we all yeah, old. I agree. Yeah. I on, agree. on, you know, with that being said, do you have any advice you could give to somebody who is trying to, you know, uh, essentially old well, now it's, it's kind of tough given that right. close down, but uh, <laughs> <Theater. laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess anybody who wants to hop into, you know, dance of any kind or performance, do, do you have any yeah. advice you could give to somebody? Um, Ooh, I mean, I would say what, like just watch and learn, like, mm. like I think the student mindset, um, yeah, no, I really think it is like, just start before you even have an interest in something, which mm-hmm. I know sounds weird. Cause you're like, well, how do I know what to watch? If I don't even know what I'm interested in, but like the way that I progressed from performer to choreographer was, you know, via a pathway of watching and learning mm-hmm. and, and taking every single show I did as like a training ground to be mm-hmm. like, what does the choreographer do? What are they thinking about mm-hmm. right now? How are they using their dance captain? What is the dance, you know? And then I dance captained like dozen shows or mm-hmm. more um to work directly with the choreographer mm-hmm. and get a better idea and see more of the inner workings you know um volunteering yourself you know in in times and positions when you can because there's not always paid positions for like an intern or a mentorship right. but like if you know someone who's a choreographer or director and you're like maybe they want some extra help for free on this show like mm-hmm. maybe i can volunteer um it's a great way to just watch and learn um and i feel like it's the best education you can get is just by doing so I think um you know just every opportunity you have to learn something from someone and and anyone and you know get your feet wet and all like I used to (laughs) in Chicago I worked at this one theater more than any other it was called Marriott Theater in Lincolnshire and I would ask our resident props person Sally all the time like when I would see her out in the hallways during tech like painting and furiously mm-hmm. trying to finish props I'd be like can I help like mm-hmm. and like just get your hands wet like learn what other people do because then when you're helming a show or you know you have such a better understanding of what it actually takes and what it means and greater appreciation for every team member and collaborator you have um which again is only going to make everything just better and yeah. you know richer. So I think, yeah, just getting your hands wet, not being afraid to, to cold call as well. Mm-hmm. I think most of the jobs or opportunities I've gotten have honestly been because at some point I worked up the guts to say, mm-hmm. I have interest in this. I would like you to consider me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, and it's, it feels weird at first or it felt weird for me at first. Um, and it, but it doesn't need to be even honestly, any more than that. It's not like you have to give them a dissertation on why you're best, because that can also come across really kind of weird. Right. Like even just that initial, I have interest in doing this, you know, please consider me. Yeah. Start the conversation and maybe helps you get to where you want to go. Yeah. Um, Bridges a gap. Um, well, it, it, it very rarely have has anyone gotten a resume or gotten a name and then just thrown it in the trash? Even if they're like, yeah. I'm not going to consider you for this or, or this season's booked. You don't know. I mean, that's how I got the gigs at FAC when I first moved yeah. out here was because I had applied for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still living in Connecticut. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, they were like, Hey, do you want to stage manage these two shows? And I was like, that works out perfectly. Cause I'm moving to Colorado. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so, they were one of those examples yeah. of that for me when I yeah. first moved here. I just I emailed them and was like, "Hey, yeah. I just moved to town. Here's what I do. I would love to talk yeah. about any possibilities in the yeah. future." You know. Yeah. And sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. Um, and I think the the one last piece of advice for performers, more specifically, is having been one forever and hating auditioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being on the other side of the table now, I can honestly say, like, I legitimately am like internally cheering on every single person Mm -hmm. who walks in the door. Like I so badly want everyone to just do awesome. And I think when you're a performer, it's easy to not think that or forget that, that you think everyone on the other side is there to judge you. And it's really not like, it really is like, (laughs) we're just hoping so bad that you're going to walk in and be like, yes, perfect. They're here. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, So I think that's a a good remind, like a good thing to remember is like, people on the other side of the table are like actually like probably cheering you on more than you think Mm -hmm. and and that if you don't get hired it is so complex like I can't even fully verbalize the plethora of factors that come into play when casting like casting is like it is so many things so just remembering those two things that like I didn't get the job does not equal I, I wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and walking in the room and thinking, oh, they're going to judge the shit out of me is not, not mm-hmm. true. They're going to cheer for you and really hope that you are just like the perfect fit for whatever it is they need, because yeah. that makes their life awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they want you to be good. They don't want you to be bad. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. That's all I got, people. No, I, I love it. It was We're great. all just trying to do the thing. I don't yeah. know any more than anyone else. <laughs> uh, I mean, outside of hoping Pippin launches back again, is, yeah. there, is there anything else you want to you plug for this episode? No, I mean, on, I'm, sadly, no, I don't know what to plug. I know there's a million amazing that's things okay. going on. I guess what I would plug is, huh? I said, that's okay. It's, it's hard to yeah. plug things when nothing's happening. I know. I guess I would just say, keep looking. Like I do, I would say, keep talking to people who are in the field um, Mm -hmm. because I do have friends who will email me like, Hey, we're going to do this random radio show, or Mm -hmm. we're going to do this random reading. Um, There are still things happening. So they're just harder to find maybe, but a quick Google search seems to solve most things. So yeah, yeah. I would say keep Googling and looking for ways to support and, and watch. Um, I don't have any specific things right this second that are coming to mind that I know are coming up. Most of them have already passed, but, um, but is there, there are- anything that you're doing in your personal life that has been helping you get through the year that you might want to share with others um, as a plug as well? Um, I am an, (laughs) I don't do well idling often. Uh Like, um, so I am uh, a crafter. Like I sew, I knit, I crochet. I have been making so many things for my niece and nephew, Uh like, and and for whoever will take them because it's just, it's keeping me busy. It's like stress relieving. Um, you know, that has been really good and helpful. And then I mean, I've been watching ridiculous amounts of Netflix, Um, but what I'm going to say about that is that's one of those things where like all of these things are things where like, I guarantee you at some point I will be working on a show and something will come back to me that I saw Mm -hmm. in something I watched or like an idea from a show. So like, don't think that even what you view as, I guess, you know, wasted time, it's not because it like even those things, I have 100% had that happen to me where I think of something 
abstract from something I saw or watched or right. did when I was in my downtime um, that comes back to like help inspire something later. So that's really cool. So yeah, I would just say, try not to view it as wasted time. Just pick things to do and do them. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. I did. Um, I did just think of something you need to plug, um, even if it doesn't exist yet, but your well, nephew's cooking channel needs oh to happen. God. And uh, it does. <laughs> she posted this goodness. video of her. How old is he? He's 22 months. He's going to be through in February. So almost two year old and like just explaining his mom making dinosaur pancakes. And it, I mean, A, I'm so impressed with his linguistic skills, but it was also just the fucking cutest thing I've seen. And I was like, I need more. I oh need gosh. more of this little boy telling me how to make waffles. <laughs> it is adorable. I think my favorite part is like his wisdom of like, when it gets to that, he has to wait for it to uh-huh. cook. I don't sleep. <laughs> Hot. Yeah. Like, yep, that's right, buddy. We should all just sleep and wait for things to be ready. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. Well, I will work on that. I okay. Will try. I, I mean, he would, he would be a instant star. So it, yeah. I guess it's. <laughs> he might be able to build himself a little college. There you go. Maybe exactly. <laughs> uh okay. what thank you so much thank for doing you. this oh um yeah, thanks I, for having me yeah i you know it's so funny when we first came up sorry i keep saying we it's really this really is tyler's brainchild i just i is love this gonna it gonna be our plug for the end of every episode uh, for, uh, yeah i think so <laughs> because i i just this love like her drunken toast this is so <laughs> I mean, just, this is the thing that's bringing me the most joy right now. And so I, I'm just very excited about it, but, um, uh, you were one of the first people I thought of when I, when we were thinking about getting, because like we do, we want to interview all people of all kinds. And I just, I loved working with you and Matilda and stuff. So we, I'm so glad you got to do this. So thanks. Me too. This is awesome. And, you know, I hope, I don't know. I hope it helps Mm -hmm. entertain someone for at least a bit uh, right exactly <laughs> i think it There's will somebody out there with a duct yep. tape ankle yep. gonna go, oh. <laughs> oh, all right well. so who's got a 42nd street that i can go <laughs> yeah exactly oh. she did yeah. it i can no oh. don't follow my bad example <laughs> that is a cautionary tale told by a now wiser older woman <laughs> Um, but on that note, uh, listeners, thank you again for tuning in. Um, please continue to follow us on all our social media at PWRP podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, please also rate, review, like, subscribe to us on all of the podcast platforms. Um, we still have plenty of stickers. So if you want a sticker, uh, just send us uh, an email um, and let us know that you've re- reviewed us um, and we'll do that. And also, if you'd like to be on the show, which you definitely should be, yep. uh, someone who is trying to get into the arts industry or is currently uh, like us in just this static mode while working in the industry, we'd love to sit down and talk to you. Um, uh, like you said, we want to talk to everybody of, of all shapes, sizes, and experiences, breaks, no breaks, Mm-hmm. Looking at you over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, if you have 
you know, a story you want to share, if you want to promote something, if you mm-hmm. just want to like sit down and have a conversation about this stuff, we are here. So yes. without further ado, please email us at pwrp.pod at gmail.com. I'll get back to you as soon as possible, as soon as uh, whatever episode of Friends we're watching is over. Do <laughs> <laughs> that Tyler's watching. Um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, happy new year to you all. Continue to stay safe and healthy and hopefully 2021 brings us lots of good things. Yes, happy um, new year. Until next week. Bye. 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 Bye.